Thank you for joining us for Sound Reasoning with Christian apologist and minister Perseus Poku of Sound Reasoning Ministries. It's our prayer that today's program will educate, train, and empower you to defend your Christian faith with confidence. Perseus has his bachelor's in history and a master's degree in apologetics. We hope you enjoy this time of equipping so that you can answer questions to defend your Christian faith effectively. Now here's Perseus Poku on Sound Reasoning. Welcome to Sound Reasoning. I'm your host, Perseus Poku. On today's episode, we are discussing uh, the topic of the attributes of God. And on this episode, we're highlighting the holiness of God. God's holiness. God is holy other. He is totally uh, distinct from creation. Uh, God is Holy. When we use that term holy, we're saying that God is absolutely set apart from all of creation, especially uh, as it relates to evil. God has uh, no potentiality to um, have any evil attributed to him. Uh, When we talk about God's holiness, we are talking about uh, God being set apart. God is uh, the creator. God is not the created. And that's the problem we as Christians have with pantheism. Pantheism blurs the line between the creator and the created. Pantheism finds God in everything. So they confuse creation with God. And pantheism, as an example, A tree can be God. Grass can be God. Insects can be God. And that's not the biblical view or paradigm of God. God is totally distinct from his creation. And when we blur the line between the creator and the created, we get ourselves uh, in a mess. We get ourselves in trouble because the Bible does not teach that. And so when we talk about God's holiness, um, it should bring a sense of awe, a sense of trembling, because we serve a God who is unlike us. We are, and I said this in previous episodes, we are a finite reflection of an infinite God. And because God is holy other, If we want to know his ways, if we want to know his desires, if we want to know what pleases God, we go to the Bible, where we read the Bible, where we study the Bible, where a profile of God exists. And even the information we have about God in the scripture is only a part of who God is. But everything else that we don't know about God is consistent with what we already know about God. So, uh, it's not like as the children say, uh, can God create a rock uh, that's so heavy that he can't lift it? Because he is God and because he has the power to create whatever he's created, he has dominion over. So, th- no, there isn't anything such as a rock that God is not powerful enough to eradicate or, or deal with. So we serve an all-powerful God. 
But we're not dealing with omnipotence right now. We're dealing with his holiness. And his holiness tells us that God is indeed set apart. God is distinct. God should be worshipped. And because he's holy, he's worthy to be worshipped. When we say uh, we are holy in a sense uh, of, of be holy as I am holy, God is saying to us, that we are set apart for him to use. But when we use the term holiness as it relates to God, we're saying he's set apart for him to rule. We're set apart in a sense that God needs to use us and we should want God to use us as instruments, but he's set apart in terms of lordship, in terms of governance, in terms of administration. God rules. He rules nature and he rules us. So the issue is, are we willing to surrender our will to his? And that's where the lordship and savior comes into effect. So God is holy. And the scriptures tells us that God is holy. God is totally other. And this is important because we can't go to God and try to put on him what our desires are. The, 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 the issue of desires, the issue of blessings, the, the issues of uh, governance is not top, it's not bottom up, it's top down. So God is the one that ought to be giving you the instructions. God is the one that ought to be leading you. God is the one that ought to be giving you your desires. And I've said this before, the passage that many people quote, uh, the Lord to give me the desires of my heart, that's only the second part of that verse. That is the resultant part of that verse. But the first part of the uh, verse is the most important because part two is contingent on part one. If, if, if we say God gives us desires of our heart, we have to quote it right. It says, delight thyself in the Lord, and he shall give you the desires of your, of your heart. If there's no delighting, then there's no getting the desires that God has for you because you wouldn't understand it, because you, you, you would resist it. You haven't been delighting in God. So when, the more we delight, the more we understand the will of God, because, again, he's holy. He's totally other. And we need to know the Holy One. So we know how to navigate this life with him as Lord. When we get saved, we embark on this walk for the rest of our lives to try to get to know the Holy One. So in in Exodus 15, as an example, Exodus chapter 15, verse 11, it says, who among the gods is like you, Lord? Who is like you? Majestic in holiness awesome in glory, working wonders. There's nobody like Jesus. There's nobody like God. Nobody. And because he's totally other, because he's totally different, we should desire to get to know him because he's not like us. This is why it's important for us 
to spend time in our scriptures. This is why it's important for us to spend time on our knees praying. This is why it's important to us to spend quality time with God so we can get to know his ways. And once we get to know his ways, then we're able to use those commandments, those instructions, those principles to live our lives because we know his will, because we know his ways. This is, these are the instructions for an abundant life. So if we want to live abundantly, we have to know the Holy One. We have to know the God who's totally and holy other. So Exodus fifteen eleven asks the question, who among the gods is like you, Lord? There's no one else. There's no one else. There, there, he's the only authentic God that exists. Every other God is a demigod. Every other God is a false God. We serve the authentic God, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And this fact was validated by the coming of the Messiah, by the coming of the Christos, by the coming of Jesus. He is the validation that the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob is the authentic God. This is why in Israel's history, God always identified himself as the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob because there were other people who were worshiping other gods. The Canaanites worship other gods. Egypt worship other gods. So God wanted to make sure that his people didn't get it confused who the authentic God was. So he identifies himself numerous times in the Old Testament. I am the God who, uh, who led Abraham. I am the God who led Isaac. I am the God who was with Jacob. And because I am the same God, I'll be with you also. So God is totally other. And we have to learn about him through the scriptures. What is God like? Uh, what are his ways? What are his desires? What does God want me to do? All of these things are important. So when we talk about God being holy, we're saying that he's set apart to govern us. He's set apart to lead us. He's set apart to answer our prayers. He's set apart to sustain us. Leviticus eleven forty four says, I am the Lord your God. Consecrate yourselves and be holy because I am holy. Do not make yourselves unclean by any creature that moves along the ground. And this is interesting uh, because in Israel's history, we know that Israel uh, wind up in Egypt. And in Egypt, uh, they experience uh, Egypt's religion, Egypt's culture, Egypt's dialect, Egypt's diet. They were exposed to all of these things. And unfortunately, um, in Israel's case, some of them started acquiescing to the culture of Israel. I mean, to Egypt. And Egypt, as we already know, was polytheistic. They worshiped multiple gods. And one of those gods was a cow god, was a, 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 a god dedicated to a cow. And if we look at uh, the history of Mount Sinai, when 
uh, Moses went to be with God and receive his instructions, when he came back down, uh, they had created a golden calf. And that wasn't by accident. That golden calf is reminiscent of one of the gods of Egypt. So in Leviticus 11.44, this is just another reminder. I am the Lord your God. Consecrate yourselves and be holy because I am holy. Do not make yourselves unclean by any creature that moves along the ground. And in the New Testament, in other parts of the scripture, uh, we have phrases like, uh, we serve a God who's not made with hands. And that's the same principle. Do not worship anyone but the Holy One. Do not give heed to any creation but the Holy One who created, who created everything. So the only person that ought to be worshipped is the Holy One, the one that's set apart, the one that has uh, no beginning and the one that has no end, and that's God. That's God. So we don't have permission to call other people God. We don't have permission to call other things God because he is a jealous God. And he, he tells us that, that not in a, uh, uh, in, in a humanistic way, but God is saying just like we get jealous in an imperfect way, he gets jealous in a perfect way. He gets jealous in a perfect way. God doesn't want to share us with other people. God doesn't want to share us with other things. So it's up to us to remove these things from our lives so we can enjoy the sweet communion with us and the holy God. Then we take, at Levit- we take a look at Leviticus 20, verse 7. It says, consecrate yourselves and be holy because I am the Lord your God. Leviticus 20 and 7. Consecrate yourself and be holy because I am the Lord your God. Spend time praying to God. Spend time talking to God. Spend time alone with God. Get to know him. Get to know his ways. His ways because he is holy, because he's set apart. It's not just going to come by naturalistic means. You're not going to know the will of God by just reading the uh, Reader's Digest or looking at Wikipedia or uh, looking at Dr. Phil or looking at Oprah or looking at uh, Montel or, or whoever else that you are looking at, uh, 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 listening to. You're not going to know the will of God by just simply uh, surfing on, on Facebook or your Instagram or, or, your, or your Twitter account. You're not going to necessarily find God just by looking at other uh, human writings. We get to know God by reading his word. We get to know God by studying his word, and we get to know God by applying his word. So it's very important that if we're going to please this holy God, the God who's set apart to govern us, the God who's set apart to rule us, the God who's set apart to answer our prayers, then we have to conform to his ways. We have to delight ourselves. So consecrate yourselves and be holy. Psalm 78 and 41. Again and again, they put God to the test. They vexed the Holy One of Israel. And this is capturing the uh, constant uh, relationship that Israel had with God. God would deliver them. God would emancipate them. Then as soon as God liberates them, they go back to their uh, old ways. And as uh, Scripture tells us, 
they, they, they went whoring after other gods. They went looking for other gods. God, the, 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 the authentic God wasn't enough. So they went to other places to satisfy what they wanted. And it's just like us today. Uh, some of us, as soon as the Lord blesses us, we're back to doing the same thing we were doing before. Uh, and we find ourselves going around in circles where Israel could have arrived at their um, at the promised land in a number uh, of, of short years, they wind up um, maximizing or going above that time because they kept going around in the wilderness because they weren't listening. The same thing over and over again. And this message, this episode is really a, a reminder for all of us that if we have things in our lives that we know shouldn't be there, we got to give it to the Lord. We got to give it to the Lord, and we have to turn our back on that sin. Let's not sin, repent, sin, repent, sin, repent. Uh, God wants us to be liberated of all the fetters, of all the bondages. God wants us to be liberated. So um, let's look at the Holy One when we're going through whatever it is that we're going through. And remember, he understands because uh, he sent his own monogenous son, Jesus, into the world. And Jesus was acquainted with all of our ways. God is acquainted with all of our ways. So whatever you're going through, the Holy One understands. Second Corinthians 7 and 1. And it says, therefore, since we have these promises, dear friends, let us purify ourselves from everything that contaminates the body and spirit, perfecting holiness out of reverence for God. I'll read it again, 2 Corinthians 7 and 1. Therefore, since we have these promises, dear friends, let us purify ourselves from everything that contaminates body and spirit, perfecting holiness out of reverence for God. And I love that part where it says um, that we need to purify ourselves from everything that contaminates both the body and the spirit. So it's dealing with the physical as well as the metaphysical. And that's what um, knowing Christ does for us. Uh, The power that comes with knowing Christ, the power of the Holy Ghost, will help you to deal with those things that have contaminated your body and have contaminated your soul, the non-physical part. So it's it's the relationship with Christ uh, helps to purify every aspect of your being, the physical as well as the metaphysical physical. So we need to uh, allow the perfection, the purification to come from the God who is holy. And we need to respect him. We need to revere him because God is holy. And because he's holy, because he's totally other, uh, we, uh, he, he operates from a different paradigm uh, where God is dealing with yesterday, today, and tomorrow We only deal with today, with the present. But God sees everything in his uh, his nowness, and he's able to deal with us based on who he is. So when God uh, gives you an answer, he's not giving you an answer based on uh, finitude, based on his finite ways. God is not finite. God is infinite. So because um, he's infinite, 
he gives us answers based on his infinity. He sees what's going to happen tomorrow. And he realizes that if he blesses you with what you're asking for today, you may destroy yourself tomorrow. So God at times doesn't give us what we're asking for. But here's the key. If we learn to delight ourselves in the Lord, he will give you the desires of your heart because then you will not come to him asking for something that's not his will. Why? Because you've been delighting. You've been delighting in the Holy One. You've been learning about the Holy One. You've learned his ways. You've learned his isms. You've learned his beingness. You've learned about his goal, his aspirations, his, uh, his, his future promises. You've learned about his prophecies. You've learned about the parables. You've learned about God and you continue to learn. And so as a result, you don't go to God the same way. Um, I don't approach God in the same way uh, in totality that I did 30 years ago. And the reason for that is because I've learned more about what to pray for and how to pray for it, knowing that if it's selfish, God is not going to receive it. If it's self-centered, God is not going to receive the prayer. If it's out of step with his will, God is not going to receive it. And if we persist and if we go about doing the things that he doesn't want us to do, when we stand in front of him um, in judgment, those things are going to burn up. So it's best it's best to spend time on the things that we know God is interested in. Righteousness, forgiveness, uh, truthfulness, charity. Those things of virtue, God has already pre-approved. God has already pre-approved it. And because he's holy, because he's set apart, he uh, desires for us to walk in holiness. And once our holiness connects with his holiness, God can do some dynamic things in your life. God can do some awesome things in our life. And God will work through us through the power of the Holy Ghost to accomplish what he wants to accomplish through us. So when we use that term holiness, let's fully understand what we're saying. When we say God is holy, we're saying God is set apart to govern us. God is set apart to lead us. God is set apart to worship. God is set apart to instruct us on how we ought to live. And we thank God that he's holy and totally other. That he's not like men. He's not like God's made with uh, hands. Uh, he is a God that has no beginning and no end. And we thank him for that. So that uh, concludes our episode on God's holiness. We will continue our lessons on the attributes of God next week. But as always, we thank all of you for your prayers. We thank all of you for your encouragement. And uh, definitely we thank all the, those of you who uh, have found it in their hearts to become a sponsor of the show. Uh, if you enjoy listening to uh, the Sound Reasoning sh uh, radio show, if you enjoy our ministry, please consider giving. All donations are tax deductible. Uh, you can go online to srministries.org 
or send your don- uh, make your donation out to SRM, P.O. Box 582-306, El Grove, California, 95758. And remember to do for the truth what so many people do for a lot. God bless. Thanks for listening to Sound Reasoning with apologist and minister Perseus Poku from Sound Reasoning Ministries. It's our prayer that today's lesson has equipped you to share and defend your Christian faith with boldness. Sound Reasoning Ministries offers training in apologetics, biblical studies, and systematic theology. Join in on discussions on Facebook at Sound Reasoning Ministries. For more information about the ministry, to send an email, ask a question, or support the ministry, visit online at srministries.org. That's srministries.org. Listen again next week at this same time. And remember, Titus 1.9 says, Hold firm to the trustworthy message as has been taught so that you can encourage others by sound doctrine and refute those who oppose it. Sound Reasoning Ministries, srministries.org. Our world can feel chaotic and uncertain, but we don't have to live enslaved to fear. Christ has promised me and you his peace, and throughout scripture has provided powerful tools and practical steps to help us experience greater freedom. I'm Jennifer Slattery, lead host of the Faith Over Fear podcast, inviting you to join me and my team as together we learn how to starve our fears and feed our faith. Subscribe at lifeaudio.com or wherever you access podcast content.